What is up, everybody? Welcome to Geek Scott Game. Uh, it's been a while. We have not had a, a show in, in the, the last month here with all that's been going on at the Geekiverse. I am Josiah Leroy. With me, a very special guest, a uh, friend of mine, uh, also in, in Western New York from the, the Buffalo Media, Mike Straw. What's up, buddy? How you doing? A special guest. I've never been called special. I mean, a few other <laughs> yeah. instances, but uh, not as far as not being a special guest, guest per se. Never. <laughs> Well, uh, you are definitely a special guest to the show. Uh, we're appreciative to have you on. Mike is uh, the senior editor currently at sport, uh, sportsgamersonline.com. You can find him on Twitter, at Mike Straw Media. Uh, today, though, however, we are talking hockey. It's going to be a, a little bit of a preview show. NHL 18 comes out in uh, just uh, actually a few weeks from now. Goodness gracious. Uh, so I'm excited about that. I'm a lifelong NHL guy. Uh, Mike is also... Uh, in the same boat, big hockey fan. Uh, I think the first thing I want to talk about is actually not video game related, uh, but what do you think of those Buffalo Sabres numbers that just came out uh, this past week? Like, I, They announced basically the jersey changes for a few players that are on the team already and then a few of the newbies coming in. Uh, gotta love Pominville being back to 29. I'm, I'm not a big jersey number snob like I know a few friends are, and I'm not using snob in a bad term. Kind of like beer snob. Oh, it's okay. I am. A, in a, but uh, I, I I like Pominville being 9, 29 again. It, it seems all right in the world because I don't think it would have seemed right seeing him in any other number. So good on Jake McCabe for doing that. The only number I'm really excited to see is Justin Bailey in 95. Yes. Just that, That's the only one. I will say, though, I do hate assigned numbers. I hate them. That's the only thing I hate about numbers. I really don't care what number you pick as long as you get to pick a number. It's when they just go, yes. hey, you're new. Here's number 62, but I'm a right winger. <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> right. Like, yes, I'm, I'm totally with you there. And I, I think it's okay if you're doing it for, like, development camp or you know, rook, any, anything like that. But uh, it's, it's nice to see. It's like they lifted a ban on it almost because, like, you know, Baptiste is going to 13. I also like Alex Nylander going to 92. Like, I think that's really sharp. I know a lot of Buffalo uh, Sabres fans are going to be upset that uh, Mr. Felino's number is already gone. Yeah, I so, mean, they, they couldn't even retire. It, it didn't even get to the <laughs> rafters yet. I mean, poor poor Marcus Felino. I wonder if he feels jaded. <laughs> that That's another thing that bothers that, me. That's one thing that bothers me is people get angry over people reusing numbers so soon. Like when they traded Vanek for Molson and Molson's using 26 right away. It's like, well, that is his number. So last I yeah, checked, 26 on. isn't in the rafters. It's it's totally fair. Very good. But uh, I also yeah, I wouldn't be against if Jack Eichel wanted to go. Hey, I'm gonna call Pat Lafontaine. Can I wear 16? <laughs> I'm all for that type of stuff. If a great player wants to honor another great player by wearing his number and he gets permission, go for it. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I I that's really funny. I bet you that would cause some controversy. I I would not be opposed to that. I think it'd be dependent on the player and if of course. i guess hey if you had the the player's blessing go for it why not exactly <laughs> but, and then you know robin leonard just drops his number down and goes to 39 you know because he's hashing right yeah basically <laughs> there's the difference is negotiable someone uh, listening yeah. is gonna think i'm serious about that <laughs> i can't wait for the the twitter hate <laughs> to come from that one i got your back buddy um so uh, Mike, are you are you gaming much these days? Uh, whether it's PC gaming, Xbox, PlayStation. If so, what what are you playing? What's in your system right now? I am gaming as much as I can with the baby on the way. I'm getting it all in now. So yes, <laughs> congratulations on air are in order. So yeah. that's very exciting. Thank uh, you. How uh, how far away are we? Eight weeks. 
So oh, end boy. of October, Halloween baby. So I'm pretty uh Oh. It, it so kind of cool. didn't line up. My wife and I were pl- thinking about going to Vegas for the Sabres' first trip out there, and then they release a schedule, and it's a week before the due date, so that's not happening. But uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but as that's, far as that's gonna have to wait. As far as what I'm playing, I mean, I'm a big PC gamer. I'm not a, I'm not one of those fanboys where I am solely on this or solely on that. I have them all. I have the Xbox One, PS4, Switch. I even have a Wii U. Uh, but oh, there you go. <laughs> You don't discriminate. <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, I still play my N64, my Sega Genesis, my PS1, my PS2. It all depends on what I'm in the mood for. But lately, it's been nothing but bat player known Battlegrounds. Like, that's just been oh. my go-to for the past uh, four months now. I'll play that and Rocket League and Overwatch. And then uh, Civ Six is coming around the corner for me. That's my wintertime game where, oh, the weather's crappy outside. It's cold. I don't want to go there. I'm going to sit down and play Civ for hours. Listen, that's... You are speaking my language with that stuff. That's uh, and uh, player unknown, like right there. That's pretty hardcore, dude. <laughs> that game. I'm not good. I haven't played it myself, but <laughs> I, uh, you know, we have it. We streamed it at the Geekiverse right on our YouTube. Um, and it, it, you know, Andrew Garvey was our streamer for the night. He got into it, and it, it's it's coming along, but it was certainly a little bit broken where he was. Uh, but when it was working, at least for his portion of the night, it was pretty hilarious watching people go around just kind of free for all what's funny is even the parts that are broken i have joy out of i never get (laughs) mad at bugs in a game i find the humor in games now if a game is completely unplayable then i get angry but if a game's fun and i'm having a blast if a bug happens or something stupid happens i'm having more fun watching it like when i found out the other day if you're building there's a bug where your building sometimes won't render in that game well if they don't and you get a car and you go to where a building should be, you will now then be able to drive through said buildings. <laughs> and you will just be able to go through buildings at your own discretion and run people over. So you kind of get an advantage that way. It's quite funny. So I look, I take that and like, sure, a lot of people will complain and whine about it. I, I take the fun out of it. I look. I, I, I like that. I, uh, I think that is a good sentiment to have as well because there are certain things where it enhances it or you'll get like the occasional you know, Grand Theft Auto bug, and it, it just, it's hilarious. You know, if nothing else, it makes for a good meme a few years later on. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, good stuff, man. Uh, so with uh, NHL in particular, the, the game is out September 15th. Um, I'll be reviewing it for the Geekiverse, but we want to talk about just uh, some of the new features for the game. Um, first of all, in, in playing the beta, it feels like they, they've kind of got to adjust those sliders a bit, obviously. Uh, there's nothing too... Nothing too groundbreaking or new. I, I, there's a few new features. We'll kind of go down the list here. But, um, Mike, did you get your hands on the, the beta? Yeah, I spent way <laughs> more time than I thought I would in it. Um, I had fun doing certain things. I hated other parts of it. I felt bored with other parts. But as we go Me down too. the list of uh, what it entailed and what this game offers and what I've been able to do outside of the beta, it I may... My goal is to help people decide whether or not they want this game as opposed to just saying why I love this game. You know what I mean? Sure. Because there's there's parts that everybody's going to like it, but it's trying to tell people and make them understand, hey, this might be an option, a year to skip, or this might be a year to say, hey, I haven't gotten in a couple years. It's time to jump. Yeah, that's, that's a fair thing to say. It's, um, I mean, it's kind of the same promotion over and over with whether it's the skill stick or 
defensive skill stick, if you will. And I'm even running down the list. And sure enough, those are the first two things that pop up. But um, the way they're promoting it, I I do kind of like this is that, you know, they've got the Young Stars edition, which is really a little bit of a cash grab, but they're focusing on the the faster and more skilled parts of the game because you've got your stars like Connor McDavid, Jack Eichel, Austin Matthews, go down the list, you know, all these uh, 25 and under, 25 is considered old these days, which is just hilarious to me in the NHL. But you've got those guys that make such a difference right out of the gate whether it's from college or junior. And I kind of like that EA is up on the times, at least with that, uh, that they're focusing on that because those young players are truly such a draw to the game, I think. Agreed. I mean, seeing being able to do what you're able to do with players like Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews and Eichel and McDavid and Dreisaitl, it adds, it adds more fun, but there are ways that take away and it still feels kind of the same, which isn't really a good thing, but... It feels more of a transition type, but it's not a major jump. And I think with FIFA and Madden being what they are now, NHL people expect it to be the same as opposed to being what it has been in the past couple of years. Yeah, I, I think that's fair to say. And one, one thing that came to mind for me, and I'd love to see it incorporated, um, is more of like a, uh, you know, I don't know if we're going to ever get it in NHL, but if we do, it'll be a few years down the line, uh, like a, a single player story mode, even a short one, which we've, I think Madden, this was the first year they did that. And then FIFA would have been last year. And then the, the NBA 2K series has been doing it for some time now. Would you ever want to see something like that in a game like this, where you kind of craft your player, have a little bit of a story going up maybe through the ranks and then actually get to take him into uh, like be a player mode? Depends. Uh, okay. I'm going to say no, because I don't trust how it would be done. Uh, okay. not to say I'm not a fan of story modes. Cause when they're done, well, I actually enjoyed long shot and Madden. Um, I didn't think I would, it was too short and it felt, I enjoyed more of the story aspect than actual playing it. Cause you didn't really play much. And that's the problem I have with these stories is that it seems it, it just give me a movie, throw it on Netflix and get, or throw it on YouTube or whatever. And give me the movie. I clearly can't do anything much of substance on the field or on the uh, in the rink if NHL were to do it. I'm more of a fan of the if you're going to give me a single player, you're going to give me a my career kind of like NBA 2K. Don't or don't give me any of the story background where I'm forced to be this person. That that's how I am. I like to just enjoy my player, build my player how I want, play my player how I want, do what I want and make certain choices like NBA 2K's my career without the whole terrible, well, this guy comes from nothing and he came up through rags to riches story because <laughs> that that story is just, it's been told over and over and how many times can you tell the same story with different characters before you realize it's just dull? Yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from on that. I I think I'd I'd like to have some sort of single player element or maybe even like a an add on at some point if it if it was done right. And I don't need him to do it every year cuz how much variation are you probably going to get from it? You know, not too much. Uh the the background on players and what they could come up with probably won't deviate. They had a but, good thing um, going with NHL 14 before they made the jump to the current gen with their uh live the life uh mode. Oh yeah. Where you had, about that. you had, it was kind of repetitive after, I mean, it got very repetitive after a couple seasons, but you still had interviews. You still had how your character and your player got along with your teammates and your coaches and things like that and decisions to make. And it was a great foundation for what they could have done. 
and we haven't seen it since. And it, it's one of those, like, I just throw my hands up in the air because people keep asking for it. I don't know how many every day when I say every year I talk to Rammer every year around the beginning of July, Rammer and I, Sean Ramsey saying the lead producer of the NHL series have a good hour, hour and a half long conversation. It's been going on for about five, six years now. And every year, the first question that when I pull followers on Twitter or on Facebook or whatnot, where's be a pro? We want a full be a pro. They, I get that more than GM connected and GM connected. I get a lot. But yeah. be a pro is what they want. They're okay with not even getting updates to franchise mode if it means they're getting a fully featured be a pro. But yep. it just hasn't come back. It's just the basic, t- here's your guy, play your game, do this, do that, done. Keep playing, get yeah. a coach's feedback. Hey, coach says you sucked. Uh, <laughs> do this better. Okay. You, you did it better, but you still didn't do it good enough. And it's just a bunch of – it's. It's boring. It, oh, man, the coach's feedback. Yeah. <laughs> Some of it over the years has been hilarious. Um, y- you're so right, though. It's so bare bones uh, compared to what it used to be or what it could be. And this is our fourth ver- our fourth NHL on the Xbox One and PS4 that we're going to be getting this year, starting with NHL 15 all the way through now. I don't even count. I'm saying this is the third. I don't even count 15. Yep, fair point. 15, 15 was whatever. I, I, I was working uh, for Fansided at the time. And yes. They, I, gave, I think it's the lowest AAA sports title score I ever gave. I gave that game, I, I want to say, a four. Oh. It was <laughs> bad. It was boring. A- it was on par with – I don't know if you can remember this back long or anybody listening remembers. It was on par with Madden 06 for the Xbox 360. Oh, no, that's right. That's a really good comparison. Bare bones. It's- Madden 06 on 360 had no commentary other than the stadium. No si- no modes. It had just play now and online. It had no franchise, no be a pro. It had nothing like that. I can't believe they released that. And they that. released like, that it was as the a funny launch thing. title. And <laughs> uh, every year around E3, I share the trailer from E3 2005 of Madden. Oh six and how beautiful it looked. And then I share a gameplay video and people lose their minds and I lose their minds and it I get angry. <laughs> That's oh man. I totally forgot about that too. Like I wanna forget. Well seriously, you just can't. But you know what? In remembering every year like you post it, we hopefully we don't forget our mistakes. <laughs> so it's so crazy that that would happen. It's like can you imagine you know what? NHL fifteen was really not that far off from that. It was basically yeah. the same thing, but you got some commentary. You had which, franchise by the way, mode, so in a way, it was better. If I was in my profession now, in this profession now, back Madden 06 came out on 360, that game would have gotten a one, and I don't even care. It wasn't oh, fun. Yeah. I, I, I think I've given out one one in my life, and that would have <laughs> been Madden. That would have been number two. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't blame you at all. I uh, I – I definitely gave NHL 15 a more generous review, and I shouldn't have. But uh, I guess in my defense, that was my first NHL I reviewed, and I, I think the Geekiverse had only been going a, just a little over a year at that point. So my, my reviewing skills have totally been refined, but it was always a joke back in the day. Like, we just gave everything that was halfway decent a good score. You know, like, you know, over time, you kind of find your way to you, look it's, more in-depth at titles. It's funny you bring that up. There are so many outlets today that still go by that method. Where as long as a game's halfway decent, it's getting a seven or eight. But the thing is, people look at review scores, and I'm kind of trying in my mind to get away from that. This is kind of a little tangent, sorry. No, go uh, for it. I'm trying to get away from the whole scoring model 
because of the fact it's so subjective and a six, a lot of people want to compare like, well, you gave MLB the show a nine and you gave tap tap baseball on the phone a nine, but they're right. two, they're both baseball games, but why they got the same different score when MLB the show is clearly a superior title. People like to do that comparison when it comes to reviews. My mind goes, I review based on what I have. I have my own scale from a one to a 10 based on graphics, gameplay, modes, everything, functionality, ease of use, all that stuff. And I have my own scale where I, okay, this ranks here, this ranks here. If the numbers come back and it averages out to a nine and a half, well, that's the score of the game because it was a really damn good game. So it's one of those things. People, the idea of scoring games with numbers has kind of become archaic to where now I want to get, I feel it's best. And I've seen some sites go to the, should you buy, should you wait, or should you pass on it? Should you buy immediately? Or should you wait for a price drop or a big patch? And I kind of like that method that a lot of people are going to now because it gets away from that argument of, well, how is this game? How is uh, old time (laughs) hockey? I had a blast with old time hockey, a PC hockey game that came out that looks like a game, like, like you're playing slap shot in video game form. Yes. And I gave it a seven and a half, I believe. Okay. And I got questions like, how is that as good as what, like, it's only a full point under what we gave uh, NBA a couple years ago, but it's not (laughs) the same realm as NBA. No, it's not. That's exactly right. It's not the same realm as NBA, but based on what they gave me and what they told me I would get. Seven, it's seven and a half. Also, people seem to think seven and a halfs and sevens are bad. That's still yes, passing. They do. Like, oh yeah. If the game once the game hits that five, five and a half territory, then you're you're kind of uh, maybe I should pass. But sixty five, six and a half, and or sixty five, or whatever you want and above, like it's not a bad game. But again, right. everything's but subjective. People are afraid to give it that, and I know our our reviewers are the same way to a point, and we've we've. You know, going into this calendar year, it was a discussion. It was like, okay, we we've got to scale down, giving everything such a, a good score, and we've we've lowered our average by quite a bit this year. And I uh, get why you're people so right do on it. That. I get why. People oh, absolutely. In it. the the subjective thing too is totally right because it's not it's it's so hard. You're just looking at the one game and and reviewing it, where a lot of people will take that and be like, oh, so you're saying this is a better game than you know, this over here. And it's not necessarily, even though maybe one game scored a different, there's so many factors to consider when you're reviewing a game. Now, if you were to ask uh, me if Undertale, which if I was reviewing those types of games, when Undertale came out, Undertale would have gotten a perfect 10 for me because (laughs) I, that is by far has come to be one of my favorite games of all time. Like when people ask me my top five games, Undertale's right in the top two. And I uh, but, I don't blame you. And people go, well, you think that's a better game than Super Mario? Maybe not. If for me personally, yes, because I enjoy it way more than I ever enjoyed Super Mario. But I won't deny how great Mario is and what it did for the industry. And that's the that's the way the thing it looks. I like doing retro reviews and kind of looking back on what I would have given a game at the time had it come out. Mario, yes. I probably would have given a 10 because of what it meant for the industry. I also look at what a game means for the industry or for a franchise like when Tomb Raider came back, to me, that was a perfect reboot of a franchise that alone warranted a high score because not only was the game fun and beautiful, but the, the, it, it was what people wanted from a Tomb Raider game. And it's just, there's certain, there's so many different things that go into it that coming up with numbers and saying, hey, this game's a seven, 
or an eight trying also part of it to please developers so you get in their good graces which i know a lot of places do can yes they do can kind of it rubs people the wrong way it's starting to rub me the wrong way but it's it's tough to get away from because so many places where you aggregate them like metacritic and stuff still look for that numbered score and if you want to get into big places like that you're kind of you're kind of forced to uh your hands are tied in order to it's a get little them. bit of a catch-22 there exactly it's tough <laughs> but um yeah you're definitely right on that there's there's so many ways to attack them and i have seen more variation as time goes on whether it's you know games or movies uh you name it but uh it's you've got to do the a little bit of research yourself that's that's for sure uh now with nhl uh, one of the things uh that it lists off um is the the new skill stick as we mentioned before and in the trailers it shows off some of the the deeks some are kind of ridiculous but some of them really happen in the game from some of these you know crazy talented young players that we do have um in just reading an excerpt just from uh, nhl or excuse me easports.com slash nhl uh, it says the ice is your playground regarding the skill stick it says on attack all new creative deeks include between the legs shooting one-handed deeks uh, backhanded toe drags and much more including the ability to link moves together for moment to moment decision making and on defense the all new defensive skill stick gives you the tools to counter attacks uh, with poke check targeting extended pokes and controlled stick sweeps to cover zones of the ice and take away lanes now i experienced this a little bit in the beta and i thought it was a little bit slow and a little bit sloppy um, do you notice much of an improvement or change really in this alleged new skill stick from what you remember. I feel like I'm playing Mortal Kombat with Button yeah. Con. <laughs> that, that's, yeah. that's where my first thought went with the offensive skill stick upgrades, if you want to call them upgrades. Uh, yeah. I felt like I was playing Mortal Kombat. I shouldn't have to hit three, four buttons at a time to pull off a move. It should be no. how my hands work on the sticks. And it, it kind of takes away from from that whereas and we'll get to it the defensive skill stick rewards you for being good on the sticks the offensive skill stick now kind of doesn't want you to be as good on the sticks anymore and yeah it's very sloppy it's it's clunky it's slow and i'm not and i feel like the slop the clunkiness and slowness of it will be addressed in a tuner update yeah and that or a patch or something along those lines because it's not that major of a deal but the fact that i have to hit right bumper and left butt trigger and move my stick in a semicircle while hitting X to do a between the legs, something like that's just, I don't, it's stupid. <laughs> yeah. Again, I, I don't know if they're, <laughs> I'm not, it's like I'm scorpion and I'm yelling at someone to get over here, but nothing's working. Pretty much. You know, I'm thinking about like that when uh, the Mortal Kombat reboot came out on Xbox 360, they had that, <laughs> that control you could buy for the special edition. And I'm wondering, you know, how well that would translate to the skill stick here. Probably Maybe, the best uh, way to, to do moves. I would think so too. So I'm going to have to see if that works. Uh, with the defensive skill stick, uh, it says again from the website, the new defensive skill stick gives you full control over your stick to target poke checks. Uh, keep your stick extended against an attacker to disrupt a play and even sweep your stick back and forth to cover his own. I don't think there's anything too, too crazy there. I could be wrong. Maybe you experienced something different. But it just, it feels like more of the same, which was not a bad thing from years past. I uh, will say I absolutely loved it. I It's more noticeable when you play in the EASHL. If you're just playing standard 1v1 games or your ultimate team, you're probably really not going to notice much. When you're in an EASHL and if you play defense in it like I do, it finally gives the idea of playing defense more of a point and a purpose than a burden. 
because I know for there'd be teams that would argue over who would play defense because no one wanted to. It was boring. Yeah. Um, now that's taken away. The ability, when you can perfectly place your stick on the ice and turn your body and take off a full angle, for me personally, it's fun. It, it, it's nice and rewarding knowing I took away every possible angle I could. And being able to control my stick and ha- and my body two separate ways rather than what they always have to be together going the same direction just adds adds to the to the joy I get from playing it. So I enjoyed the skill stick. Uh, it could use more refinement as far as poke checks. I felt like poke checking wasn't as strong as years past, but I think I was also spoiled by being able to spam it last year and uh, yeah. do whatever I wanted. So I, in a way, I'm, I'm, it's probably for a good uh, a good reason why it's not as as uh, powerful as it was. Oh, it was yeah. in the past, but I, I actually really enjoyed the the defensive skill stick. I think uh, I think it's something that needs a little bit of tweaking, and and it, you know, like that'll probably be addressed in in one of the updates early on here or the tuner sets. But uh, I I actually would play defense uh, in EASHL as well. So no one wants to do it. I I enjoy skating the puck well, up because no one wants to be shots. teal. I mean, I don't know how many people listening ever play <laughs> ESHL, but. Teal is the base of the butt of the jokes for everything because you don't want to be a teal. Yeah. A teal is always out of position. A teal is always getting in the way. A teal is always turning the puck over. No one wants to be a teal. <laughs> well, we're going to change it. We're going to be a force for teal here. Oh, well, all I do is uh, play teal because if I'm terrible, then I can just say, hey, what do you expect? And if I'm really great, see, I can go, well, not all teals are terrible. So I see well, it. There you right go. <laughs> it's, it's a nice little backup. <laughs> uh, in the, another new facet or I guess improvement we should say it says a uh, creative AI and uh, I didn't experience too much of this again in my limited time but I'm looking forward to it and seeing how they execute it a little bit more but it says that uh, your AI teammates now leverage all the same creative deking and passing tools that you do uh, creating smarter plays up and down the ice teammates are better at finding you in breakout opportunities through off the boards bank passing lead passing and improved positioning now, the thought of that, you know, in theory is wonderful because the AI certainly needs help in, in NHL and has over the years. But I mean, did you get any of that when you played the beta from, I mean, did you play online? Did you play the exhibition? I played what, everything. What did you do with that? I, I played every okay. mode countless hours. I probably at least like five hours each mode. That's pretty um, solid. I, I did not get too, too much time into it. I, I probably put a night's worth into a little bit of every mode, but so in, in your offline mode, uh, were you seeing that a little bit with not the at AI? All. Or no, I didn't think so either. Not at all. My- um, the AI still, sometimes they bank it off the wall. I'm like, oh, that's pretty nifty. And I go, that's pointless because they do it at the worst possible time. But uh, I still yeah, felt Oh, it's an it, icing though. Yeah. I still found it way too easy to get by AI defenders. They're still out of position. Um, I never had to deke to get around AI defenders. It was just basically I just had to go to the right quickly cut to the left, quickly cut to the right, and boom, I'm past them and I'm on a breakaway. Or I'm splitting them, and they just out of position too much to play the same spot rather than staying in their lane. So you'd see your both AI defender or two AI defenders join you in the corner, and then you'd have your own guy in the slot wide open. And it's just, if you were, the, the AI is still pretty stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're, not very, they're not very intelligent. The, the intelligent, I, the eye shouldn't stand for that. It should be like I was really hoping imbecile or something. <laughs> yeah, artificial idiot. I uh, I agree, and I'm glad that you said that because I was worried I'd missed it. I'm like, okay, I didn't really think that there was much of an improvement here. Like, am I missing something? But again, it was the beta, so hopefully that means you know they're working on it. Yeah, again, that's something well, I feel like is a tuner update, but I'm not. We'll we find shall out see exactly. 
find out in a few weeks here. Um, now, what did you think uh, of the newly introduced three-on-three EASHL? Love it. I'm all about um, it. I don't in, in the EASHL uh, team I'm part of. Shout out to Pop and Botterels. Uh, I it was we always had a five-team, five-person team, so it was really difficult to. But I did some three-on-three drop-ins, and it's fun. It's high scoring. It's fast. It's it, it's what the mode needed. It, it made a nice fresh because, hey, I'm in the mood. The only thing I wish the mode still had was the ability of, hey, there's seven of us on. Well, four of us are going to play in 5v5, and now three of the other three are going to go do threes. I'd like to have separate games going on for the same club. Yeah, and I they, can see I, that. And they just still refuse to add it. It's um, it makes you wonder how much of it comes from having to do having to turn out a new one of these every year. And when it's a ten-person like, development staff, like people get, pe- people don't understand how small the NHL staff is now. Um, NHL 15 was riddled with terribleness because of the fact, and I reported this when it first, when it came out, they were in the process of making their first ever UFC game. Oh yeah. And they stripped half of the dev team from NHL to work on UFC and they never re- they have yet to replenish the staff they've taken from the UFC or from the NHL team. I think they maybe added one more person, but it's still a very small 9 to 11 person studio and when you're trying to bust out yearly iterations, it's you're not going to get everything you need. That's why I'm I'm a big proponent of sports franchise. I know it'll never happen, but going to a, a semi-annual uh, release as opposed to an annual yeah. one. I I think that would benefit them greatly, but they're not seeing it. They I they, don't. It's all about them. Even though they could, there's a big way to make more money then than they do now because of content updates. But they they don't see that. They see they need the big sixty dollar purchase every year. Oh, I know, and I, I I would pay for that update in the off year. I I I would totally support that, and. Or, you know, and it's probably not cost-effective. You can have multiple teams or studios working on it, almost like you would in, well, I mean, Call of Duty is, is obviously the biggest, one of the biggest games in the world. But with their, their three studios working on the game, they've got some time to pump them out. Um, and other studios do that with annualized franchises, like Assassin's Creed. But if, if they did anything at all close to that with NHL, I mean, man... I you know I think the quality would go up and I I do think the gameplay is is fairly good I I think overall they've got a good base for it and they haven't deviated too too much from it over the years since they switched to the skill stick so it's kind of been uh, a constant but I I think that that would benefit them greatly at some point uh, you know it is all about the money and as long as this game is being sold it's never going away exactly uh, it's you know, so we, there's just so much say, that I have like in my head so much that could be done to this to make it better. And it just never, they never seem to do it. Like Rammer's a good guy. The de- developers, Ben Ross, great guy. They're all great, great people. I just wish they had more resources. Yeah. And with a company like, yeah, you would think that, that would be no problem. I, it's not, they have resources. I wish they were given more respect up there or more freedom to do what they want. And that, But that's a whole topic for a whole another, another, another day. Oh, absolutely. And I think coming to it, I think you and I should come up with a wish list at some point of what we would want in a in a perfect NHL game. What kind of features, what kind of modes, 
things like that. I think that might be like a, f- a fun little article Death for the to future. Ultimate team. <laughs> yes. Yes. Please. Oh my gosh. I I'm the idiot that gets excited for it for like a minute, and I always dive into it when I, dive, I get it right away. I dive into it, and then about three days later, I'm like, "This is boring." Yeah, I never play it again. If I don't get a good pack, see ya. <laughs> exactly. I'll never spend That's money it. on it. I just not for me. No, not for me at all. And I know people that are Though so obsessed I spend with hundreds it and sell of dollars those players. on Hearthstone. You know, I've probably dropped that. a good like five, six hundred dollars in the Hearthstone since it came out. So it, well, that's totally different. <laughs> that that is a different animal altogether. But I mean, you can't go wrong there. Yeah, now, I, I enjoy the one it. Thing, I'm addicted. It, oh my gosh, people! <laughs> if, when did they come? Was it 2015? Yeah, or 2014. 2014. It, people have been playing that constantly every day since it's come out. Like still, you know, it's got some staying power in that game. So I I don't blame you in the least bit. Um, it's a good investment over the years. Now, it, it does mention also, I you know, I didn't even know about this feature. I'm looking at it now. It says hockey training camp. It says NHL 18 features an all-new uh, training camp designed to ensure you get on the ice and have success immediately. So it sounds like some demo videos kind of up front. It says uh, watch real-life videos from hockey professionals that teach you the right moves for the right moments, then jump into the training sessions and complete each challenge to become the most competitive player you can be. Nice little thing, but not you know something I'd be listed among my top features. I think for a new entry, which tells you how how stretched out they they possibly are. Um, with NH, oh, let me ask you. There is one one thing they're missing here. How about the mascots? <laughs> the mascots in NHL three is so much fun to play. Taking saber tooth and doing toe drags. Damn. Damn. Damn, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> girls. Threes, I can already it's, tell you, is the mode I'm going to spend so much time with, other than EASHL, which is pretty much the the, the big reason uh, I I play NHL is the EASHL, but threes is a mode that I will be going to. Oh, yeah. And I can probably, and it, it's probably I can get one of those I can get my wife into, too. There you go. It's so much fun, and it's good to kind of almost have that comedic element to the game, having the, the mascots there. I, uh, I really enjoyed threes from the beta i thought it was a nice little mode like that's going to be a blast to play with friends have tournaments and play online like like that's a a very nice addition so i gotta give them kudos to that what uh over the years i know you've you've had some good experience with nhl i know you've put out videos as well on that which i've enjoyed what you know if i can put you on the spot here do you recall a favorite nhl it doesn't have to be limited to the EA Sports franchise. What what would be your favorite hockey game NHL made 04. to date? NHL 04. 04. Not even a question. Best franchise mode. Best. I mean, it, you had it had created arena at the time. It, it was fast. It was fun. Just it still gets updated yearly with NHL 04 rebuilt um, on PC. Amazing. It's if if I go a close second, it's the NHL Hit series. Oh, um, yes. But NHL 04, without a doubt. NHL Breakaway 98 was a fun game, too. Um, there, there's a lot. There's a NHL, there's a lot. NHL 04. Who was on the cover of 04? 04 was... Um, it was the Danny Heatley year. And but, then Sackick. And then Sackick. Okay. Gotcha. I That's why I couldn't remember. Man, that, that was a good one for sure. I have the Heatley cover. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I would say myself, so you mentioned NHL hits. Oh, my gosh. I loved that game so much i even played it a little bit this summer i broke out the ps2 because I, I had to show my sister it i was like listen this is 
this is the game that you and I are going to have some fun with. And we did. We went into it and brought back so many good memories. And seeing the rosters, too, even from that time were funny. There's actually somebody uh, working on a uh, PC mod to update Angel Hits 2002 with current rosters, logos, uh, and jerseys. Yes. And uh, I'm just saying. I'm all about that. Just saying, seeing Jack Eichel go full-on lightning bolt fire and punch <laughs> a goalie in the face is going to be glorious. Yes, it will. I, I am all about that. The um, NHL, I one that always stuck out for me was 2002 for some reason. It, it wasn't anything, I guess, over the line spectacular. The breakaway but I, cam? I had, oh, yes. <laughs> the breakaway cam was wonderful. They had... Uh, the momentum, I think that was the first year for that, which was kind of a, a funny thing. And then they had, uh, you know, your hot and cold streaks or the star line too. Can't forget the star line. Star line, yes. Now it's coming back to me. And of course, you had Mario on the cover for that. And also, what I would argue, uh, perhaps the best soundtrack to an NHL game because I'm a huge Sum 41 fan. I, uh, so. I am too. I still the, seeing them uh, at the town ballroom. Uh, in 2012 was was a bucket list show for me oh, for but, the, uh, the does this look infected uh, yeah, the, anniversary yep i was there that uh, was a, a wonderful set but uh that, good stuff for me the soundtrack nhl 04 great soundtrack nhl 06 to me is still my number one nhl soundtrack um because it's actually how i found quite a few of my uh now favorite bands um, I found Billy Talent because of NHL 06. I found yes. Bullet for my Valentine because of NHL 06. I found Avenge Sevenfold because of NHL 06. So those are three of my top five bands. And oh, yeah. I, I I owe a lot of my music to video games. Dude, so do I. <laughs> I, I That got me into some 41. I, I think it's funny you mentioned Billy Talent. I love Billy Talent, and I don't run into too many people these days who are are, you know, feel the same way. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like so many good memories from those shows. And oh man, good Canadian bands there. Hey, I, Gotta I love, I, I love I'm, I'm always a fan of, I'm just a big fan of punk rock and alternative rock and stuff. Like my favorite, two favorite bands of all time are, are Alkaline Trio and The Living End. And oh, no, yeah. most, most people have no idea who either of those, they know Alkaline Trio now because of Matt Skiba now in Blink-182. Yeah. But no one knows who the living end is, and it. I never even get mad at it. I just go, well, you don't know what you're missing, and sucks for you. It <laughs> just sucks. They. It took me 16 years when I first fought, heard of them to finally see them. I saw them at the waiting room uh, back in November of last year, and I'm like, and it was everything I could have wanted. I I fanned out. I geeked. It was. I geeked out. It was just incredible. And then they announced they're coming back. They they were coming back to Buffalo. They hadn't been here since November of '06 at the time. They come back and they were just here this past Saturday, but I couldn't go to the show and I was just oh. heartbroken. <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> Alkaline Trio, I, I you know, gotta love them. I, I, I think a fair amount of people, at least in, in my circles, knew about them before Blink. Well, you hang uh, out with good people. Met. I clearly don't. <laughs> I know. Um, some some good uh, hardcore music fans, like my sister included, she was a, a big fan. So. It's uh, it's always good to hear of, of yeah, fellow they've been fans my, of... They've been my favorite band since I was 10 years old, and it's just never... Uh, they're the only band I've ever traveled to see. Oh, that's special. It's definitely special, because uh, I, I can't say the same for a lot of bands. I uh, It was funny. I went to 
my dad's a huge Jethro Tull fan, and I, I've come to like him just from him liking him throughout the years. Uh, we went to see Ian Anderson in Ohio a few years back because he – and, you know, they were just here a few weeks back, but at the time they hadn't been here in, in at least a few years. So, that you know, good memories. There's always good memories associated with music, whether it's those experiences or you, you find them in video games. So NHL has done a good job of that over the years. Uh, I'd argue more than any other game Except I've played at least. lately. Now sports game soundtracks are – are uh, brutal. They're, they're just they're, nothing yeah. gets me excited anymore. So no, it's not at I all. Just mute it. And they NHL recycles <laughs> the the menu music. Yeah, but even last like, year they, they brought back a full soundtrack, but they really didn't have any good songs on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. It was nothing that got I me think going. The only there. song I kind of enjoyed that was by a band called Swimmers, but other than that, yeah, subpar. Not good. No, not at all. I think uh, the other thing I, I was probably meant or missing from the NHL 18 discussion here was the uh, expansion, which obviously with the the Vegas Golden Knights coming into the league this year, that's a, a hot topic. But you can uh, basically, you know, pick your your city, build your team around it. I I don't know how in depth that mode is going to get. I feel like without experiencing it, that it's going to be kind of bare bones. It's not uh, as bare bones as you would think. Okay. Um, and that's the, a nice thing to hear. The big downfall of expansion is that you have to choose, unlike the NBA 2K series, um, which does franchise mode better than any game ever. Yep. Uh, and I'll say that. I, I'll fight people to that one. <laughs> you you show me a franchise mode better than what 2K does with NBA, and I'll look at you and say, ask for whatever drug you happen to be on at the time. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're wrong. But <laughs> NHL 18, like the expansion's a great, great thing. It's just disappointing that you only get to decide if your league's going to have expansion at the beginning of your franchise. So if you go, oh. hey, I think I'll stick with 30 teams or 31 and then expand to 32 later on. Can't do that. You have to expand right then and there. And you can either expand and have it be an AI team or expand and control it yourself. And yeah. it's it's nice. I mean, the features they have, there is full division and conference realignment based on where you put the team. So if you put a team in say Hartford, it's not going to be in the Western conference. Um, they will realign that. I don't know how it's going to work when you put a team in Europe because you can put teams in Helsinki and things like that. I don't know how that's going to work. That's um, interesting. Whether or not, because at that point, are they so far East that they're West or are they so far West that they're East? Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know how it's going to work. I'd assume they'd be in the Eastern Conference, but I'm not sure. Um, yeah. But, I mean, there's full protection lists. Uh, you create your team using the same creation tools you use in EASHL. You create your AHL team using the same creation tools. So that that's the one thing I like because that was a big question. A lot of people wondered, what happens to the AHL? Do you just share a team? And they came out and said, you can, but you will have the option to just – or not you can – you can create your the 32nd AHL team or 31st AHL team, however many there are right now. Um, you create the AHL team to match, and you can either go from a preset list of teams that we have that are custom or create your own from scratch. So that was one thing that I know a lot of fans were happy about. Yeah, I uh, I can see this this being a, a pretty good mode. I I think. It'll it'll take. I, I you wonder even if they'll keep it around for future iterations, but it it's a, a good addition that adds a little more depth to it. Um, with uh, some of the the other things with the game, the 
player ratings uh, have been kind of slowly coming out. I think there's nothing nothing too shocking. Um, I'm kind of just you know running down the centers list. Obviously, you've got McDavid uh, near the top there. Actually, number one, rated 93 overall. It's always fascinating to me to see where their ratings fall because sometimes the the top players will rank you know right around like 95. Sometimes it's it's closer to 90, 91. So right here, they're going right in the middle there, and they've got actually McDavid and Crosby uh, ranked at 93 for centers, and then uh, Evgeny Malkin at 92. Just kind of going down the list, you've got Stamkos, Tavares, Backstrom, uh, Patrice Bergeron, of course, Ryan Getzlaff, Tyler Sagan, and Jonathan Taves. So, you know, nothing too crazy on those, but it's it always gets me excited to see those come out just a few weeks before the game. I'm not a big hyper or fan about ratings. I get why people look forward to them, but I, to me, the way I play these games, ratings don't really matter. Um, they yeah. matter if you sim games. If you're playing games, I have the I'm the type of guy. Uh, cheap plug here. Back in NHL 09 on the 360, I was second ranked player in the world, and I used teams like the Florida Panthers. Back then. <laughs> were you really? Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh! I was on a winning streak of 112 games at one point, <laughs> and I'm like, ah, "That's crazy!" I'll challenge the number one guy. I should be able to at least play a close game. He beat me 13 to one. Like oh. he ruined me, knocked me, <laughs> knocked my ego right down. Like just <laughs> wrecked me. And uh, but I destroyed. I built my. I I play with teams like with low ratings because it's not. It doesn't matter if you're good enough. Play ratings don't matter. They they really do. yeah. I I agree with that. And plus, oh my gosh. I think it's just a reason for people to get angry and argue over things. Oh, totally. It's it's good for debate, right? It's good for views. And uh, oh man, I did not know that about you. That is something I would brag about more often. <laughs> I would. And then people just go, "Yeah, you're ranked second out of what three? Like it's like yeah." Just, Oh, come if on. I would have been number one, it would have been better. But knowing how bad I got whooped on by number one, that's what kind yeah. of it brought me down. <laughs> that's a little bit tough. But, hey, that's uh, that's a feather in the cap for sure. Uh, last uh, last thing I kind of wanted to mention, um, obviously a lack of competition in, in sports games right now uh, overall, whether it's, it's Madden or NHL, and you kind of see the quality – I wouldn't say so much suffer, but it definitely takes a back seat because there's nothing out there that they've got to compete with. There's nothing else, you know, no other publisher, developer, no other game that they've got to find a way to be better than or outsell. What do you what do you think about uh, that? And I know it's really, really hard with licensing for the major sports in particular uh, when it comes to licensing these games out to developers and publishers. Um, do you think we ever see another... NHL game, another football game, moving down the line. Um, in the I think NHL NHL is a lot more likely. Um, there's no exclusive license that EA has. There are there have been rumblings over the past couple of years that 2K may be interested in doing it. When they got back into the mobile and released a mobile game a few years ago, uh, it was them kind of testing the waters again to maybe come back. Yeah. Um, the game did well. For, uh, it, did, it did about what they expected, which and it did well for what a lot of other people expected it to do. So they're kind of debating on it. Um, it's basically I want I wonder if it's one of those things where they're waiting to see what happens come say twenty twenty or 
uh, when TV and media rights are up again like that, or the next generation of consoles co- starts come out. Um, yeah. But I could see, I don't see we'll ever get back to the arcade games coming back, like in NHL hits or things like that. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if 2K decides one day to go, hey, why don't we do this and give it one more shot and really do it? We put, we took, NBA Live used to be the juggernaut of the of basketball world and 2K took it out. 2K was it's, on the way to do it in Madden and, or to do it to Madden and EA was like, ah, no, 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 no. Madden's our cash cow. We're just going to buy the rights. The exclusive light is in. I don't see why they don't go, hey, let's try it again. Yeah, I uh, with with NBA, it's so fascinating to see like that. That game is always you know top in in class year in year out, and it is interesting that you bring that up with NHL because you know it it makes them wonder if if it's going to be worth the investment. Not meeting two K uh to do one, and I think you're right on that. And waiting for a few years down the line with the new bargaining agreement and seeing where everything may fall there, uh, but it's always fascinating to see it play out. And I think competition is definitely a good thing. So I would totally, totally welcome that back, uh, you know, down the line here. But uh, for the time being, this is what we've got. I, uh, I always get excited this time of year for the new NHL. I, uh, I, I am able to take a step back and look at it critically, but there's a day where I let myself just be a fanboy when it comes out and I just run through all the modes and kind of make a night out of it. So I'm excited for that. Uh, Mike, what are you going to be playing it on? Well, which system? PC? Uh, whatever. Or, well, I wish it was out on PC. Oh, that's right. It's not coming out on PC. <laughs> There's, it's, like, I, I actually, it's been a few years. I can attest to that one. They, they've talked about it. Rammer wants to bring it back to PC. Um, pirating is still a big issue to them. It's not as big of an issue as it was, but to EA, it's a big issue. Um, they want to bring it back to they PC. Did. Uh, last one was NHL 09. That was the last PC... <sighs> NBA, uh, NHL okay. game. Um, FIFA is the only product currently still on PC because it's got a big European market on there. NHL, they oh, want to yeah. bring back. NHL will be the first one they bring back aside for of the big three they have or the other three big games they have, NHL, NBA, and Madden. But they've been wanting to do it for a week or for a couple years now. They just haven't been able to, to get it done. But for me, it's probably going to be Xbox. I'll be honest, it's whatever version of the game I get when it comes time to review. Um, sure. <laughs> but usually it's it's an Xbox. I get my choice, and I have more friends that play on Xbox than do on PS4. So I go with that so we have a fully SHL squad. Hey, there you go. You can't beat that. I, uh, I, I'll I be playing it on an Xbox One. That's, that's kind of where most of my friends play it. Uh, so that's typically where you'll find me. Uh, so if anyone is so inclined on... Uh, on Xbox Live, I'm Josiah is Legend, the most modest gamer tag of all time, which I've had for so long now. Uh, I just can't let it go, man. You know, building the gamer score. However, I will say it is nice that Xbox gives you the option uh, to <laughs> to pay for a gamer tag change. Yeah, I just don't or want some to of pay our, for it. I'm so cheap. Me too. Or some of our our friends over, uh, you know, at Sony and PlayStation cannot change theirs. And uh, I remember IGN on on their podcast Unlocked used to do a segment called Shuhei Let Us Change Our Names. And uh, they would basically have a name of the week that was just so terrible, and it would have a story behind it, and it was inappropriate, and it was always funny. Oh, and, yeah. you know, these people, they can't let go of them. <laughs> well, if you want to go with, should I change my name? So on both systems, on PlayStation, I have a gamer tag of mm, MMM Grapey. 
Okay. Like, mm, grapey. Because it was, I was, I, I might have been inebriated <laughs> eating toast with grape jelly, and that was my reaction. And then it became my gamer tag. <laughs> but on Xbox, I can't have the word grape because of a certain <laughs> word that sits between the G and the E. Or the seriously, yeah, I'm not allowed to have it because if you take out the G, it, yeah, yeah, that whole thing, um, because of whatever algor- broken algorithm they have, so That's I have to bizarre. spell it G R A Y P E E. So you know, gray <laughs> urine is basically my gamer tag, and I'm just too cheap to change it, and it's so stupid <laughs> that I don't even want to change it anymore. I just deal with the getting made fun of for it every time I meet new people online. So, oh, I don't feel bad anymore. <laughs> on Steam, I just change. I, ch- I mean, my I, my gamer tag on Xbox has gone through so many changes. When I was in high school, I was such a homer for my high school that I used my high school nickname as my gamer tag. It was, oh my god! It was T Tiger, like 2015 or something stupid, and it was this like was a, in 2005. Well, <laughs> it's like an AOL nickname, you know? Yeah. Well, AOL, well, AOL. I had cookies are good for me because I love the Cookie <laughs> Monster as a kid. So that was the <laughs> first thing I ever made when I was like nine years old. I made my first AOL email, and I kept it until AIM died, or well, it died for me in like 2007. That's pretty impressive. But uh, so it's it's um, gray P on Xbox Live. No, it's just gray P on Xbox. It's just Live. gray P. So, <laughs> So, you know, it's so stupid, but I don't even care anymore. I want to change it, but at the same time, it's like, I've had it for like five years. Because then I went through a phase where I was like really dark and edgy. So I was like, I'm the dark enigma. And (laughs) that was was it on that. And and that's my my Steam name. But luckily with Steam, I can change my display name whenever the hell I want. (laughs) It sounds like a a comic book villain. Yeah. Dark enigma. So now on Steam, I'm Clippy. You know, in a, in a, oh, sure. in an homage to the old bastard Microsoft clip, paper clip, because I kind of do the same thing when I play Rocket League or PUBG. I <laughs> I will shoot somebody or see somebody playing terrible, and I'll immediately start talking trash by offering my advice that they don't want. <laughs> yes, that's that's one of the best ones that I've ever ever heard. So that, I love that's, that. That's basically just what I do there now. I uh, y- oh my. Clippy, that bastard. So I, uh, <laughs> yeah, mine is after I, man, I must have picked it at like 2007, right after I got my 360. It was after a band called He Is Legend, and I was into them for like a minute, and that became my gamer tag for the next decade. And then uh, before that, on the original Xbox, I don't know what happened. I don't know how I screwed this up or misconstrued it, but, <laughs> uh, when I was entering the name, because I was under 18, I there was so some screen I had to enter a parent's name. My dad's name is David Leroy. So I somehow added that as the gamer tag. So my gamer tag was just David Leroy. And uh, it, all my friends all the time would make so much fun of it. We would play Halo, <laughs> and they'd be like, don't kill David! Don't kill David! It was just, oh, man. It was so embarrassing that I, I had to live with it and explain it until the 360 came around and that was my chance. I mean, before so. I, I we're going to go gamertag routes before uh, they really started to get picky with what they called when Xbox Live was still in its infancy, infancy yeah. uh, on the OG playing Halo 2. Nothing was funnier than when you'd read and at the bottom would say, because in Halo, it says you were killed by. Yes. So I've played with guys with their gamer tags were a Jew. So oh. I where um 
where you were killed by the Kool-Aid man was one of them, one of the gamer tags. So it would say you were killed by the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> and it was like all these things, it just made me laugh. Like it added to the fun of the game, just seeing who I was killed by. I didn't care if I was killed by uh, uh, one of them was a Jewish banker. So it's just the idea of getting uh, a halo sword stabbed to death and then seeing you were killed by a Jewish banker underneath just was really <laughs> funny to me. Yeah. I, the common one for, for us, and I, I was in high school at the time, so it was always, you were killed by your mom. And it was like, oh, come on. It's, yeah, but you're funny. It, there's got to be a, a list out there of some of the best ones. But, I mean, having those parties and playing Halo 2 specifically with that, like, I, I agree with you. I didn't get pissed when I was killed by someone. I, it was just, it was always a funny thing to me. Exactly. So, oh, man, good times. Good times. Nostalgia there. So, wrapping up uh, our discussion here on NHL 18 with Mike Straw. Um, Mike, any any final thoughts on the game uh, before it comes out? Anything uh, that you would like to plug for, for yourself uh, or your website? As far as the game goes, it's a game where, I'll be honest, if you haven't picked up an NHL game in a couple years, like NHL 16 might have been your last one, or God forbid NHL 15 was your last one, this <laughs> is a game definitely worth picking up. Uh, last year, you might be hard-pressed to want to pick it up. It all depends. If you're big into EASHL, then obviously it's a game worth picking up. If you're big into the idea of the NHL 3s, it's a game worth picking up. If it's anything really else, or unless you just really, really want to play as Las Vegas, it might be worth a pass. But you'll find out more in my review at Sports Gamers Online, your review at the Geekiverse. And that's the best thing. Like people go, why would you why why go to multiple places to for reviews of one game? Everybody touches on different parts of the game. So you get yeah. by getting multiple perspectives, you get that whole well-rounded feel of it. And that's always what I like. Like when I write my reviews, after I publish them, I always go and I read what IGN put. I always go and read what GameSpot I read what whoever Whoever puts a review out of the game that I just did a review on, I will read because I want to see, huh, I didn't notice that, or I didn't notice that, or yeah, we had the same idea, or I completely disagree. I like that type of stuff. Me too. I think it's good because you get the different perspectives on it, and you're right. You know, Maybe one person covers one thing and another uh, has the other thing in there. So there's definitely a lot of details that go into it, and you'll never see two reviews that are the same, even if the opinions are pretty much the same. So that's a, that's a good idea. But, but uh, I'm the same way. I always look at them. Quick plug, sportsgamer, youtube.com slash sportsgamersonline. We are so close to 100,000 subscribers. Got something special planned. Once we hit that point, can't go too much into it, but we're, we're close. We're so close to getting over that hump. <laughs> that is impressive. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, definitely go give those guys a follow. Uh, they do great things. And uh, obviously, with Mike being the senior editor, there's always going to be some fun content there for you. Well, so. yeah, I, I'm... You know, I'm just going to, I'm going to steal it. Mike is legend. What am I going to say? I'm gonna steal <laughs> yes. Amen to that. <laughs> so uh, on Twitter, uh, you are at Mike Straw Media. Yep. Mike Straw Media on every single social media account you can find. Keeps it nice and simple. For the brand. So you, Hashtag brand. Uh, build the brand. Gotta plus, do it. <laughs> plus, I like saying, because it's also the Sharpen same, your sword. same uh, shortening as mainstream media. So, you know, MSM. So I can just use hashtag MSM. People think I'm talking about the mainstream media, but it's really just a way to get people onto me. You know what? I actually did notice that <laughs> when I was looking at it. I was like, MSM, that son of a bitch. He did it. That's uh, that's uh, that's good stuff. But uh, 
yeah, uh, with that, obviously, check out their review of the game. That'll be out in uh, just a few weeks here. Again, NHL 18 comes out September 15th, uh, as well as the Young Stars edition, whatever one you may be picking up. Uh, so you can check out both websites uh, over at sportsgamersonline.com as well as thegeekiverse.com for all your coverage on that. Um, quick plugs for our social media. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. We are at the underscore Geekiverse. That is the only underscore that we have remaining. We've kind of been cleaning them up over the years. Uh, Instagram, we are at the Geekiverse. Facebook.com slash the Geekiverse. And then if you are into live video streams and regular uh, web content regarding videos, you can go to YouTube.com slash the Geekiverse for that. For the podcast, we're on iTunes and SoundCloud. And as far as what we've got going on right now, uh, lots of coverage going into the fall gaming season. Uh, this week we released our Ark Survival Evolved review, uh, which came out. So check that out right at our website. And uh, as always, for myself, you can follow me at Josiah DeLaroy. Uh, you can sure as hockey season comes up that you'll find a good mix of me talking about real-life NHL as well as anything geeky uh, over the, the coming months here. So go Buffalo Sabres. And uh, funny thing about the Buffalo Sabres, Mike and I, that's actually how we met a few years back. We were at a uh, blogger summit, which they held down at the arena, which was a nice little shindig. And uh, it was a good group of basically media writers and up-and-comers in the Western New York area. Yeah, now so, I'm instead of that, now I'm just a video game guy, according to certain people in the mainstream local media. And that's all <laughs> I should stick to. I should stick to games because I don't know what I'm talking about anywhere. But, yeah, I haven't been but, doing listen, this for a decade. Let's, Mike, chill out. Just stick to games, okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've been doing this since 2009. <laughs> you, know. you, you were definitely experienced uh, in many media I don't know circles. What I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. Hey, one day you'll figure it out. It's I okay, Mike. No I'm losing my mind. <laughs> I'm losing my mind, man. Games. They rot your brain, man. Games. They ruin. Don't let, don't let make you kill play. people, Mike. Yeah, don't let children play games. I mean, you <sighs> know, I'm, uh, I, I played games don't. all my life. My parents got me games to kind of curb my... Uh, hyperactiveness and my uh anger issue as a child and there you go i i own a house and i have a very nice job as a software or as a web developer you know there you go i i I, I failed a baby on the way and a baby on see i failed video games they cause you to have a life they do they i i would argue they cause you to be well-rounded as you can see in your case so that's pretty good hand you don't want to be don't want you don't want to be that you you don't want to be that you definitely don't want that <laughs> but uh mike my friend thank you so much for being on the show we appreciate having you i appreciate and, it uh, thanks for having me on absolutely fun discussion maybe we'll do a follow-up once the game comes out on uh, on some more details for that but uh for mike straw i'm josiah Leroy. thank you for tuning into the show we will talk to you soon